0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable Podcast. This is your host Ben Cohen. And
1: I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario.
0: The Banter Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by the Bantam Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Bantam membership today. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 88 of the Bantam Roundtable podcast I'm here with Justin Rosario. Justin, how are you today?
1: I am pretty good.
0: So, we had a, uh, an exciting week again in American politics. <laughs> <laughs> Every the week, summer months. Now. <laughs> the, the summer months just, I mean, I, I was always told this is the silly, the silly season of politics, but uh, I mean, it's definitely silly, but it's, it's certainly exciting. Mm, so, sure. we have. Yeah, we have for you today, we've got the GOP debate, the most pointless debate in political history, maybe. Trump's poll numbers are at 62%, this is DeSantis' second at 16%. Was there much point in doing this? Anyway, we're going to talk about it, whether any of the candidates made a coherent argument that GOP voters should choose them over the orange god. We will discuss that. We, uh, instead of debating, Trump went on Tucker Carlson to make more threats of violence, claim the election was rigged against him, etc., etc. Did this help or hurt him? Trump is now arguing that the Supreme Court should save him from prosecution. Does his theory have any merit? One time, Putin usurper Yevgeny Prigozhin is dead. Uh, he was on a plane. The plane accidentally fell out of the sky. What would you know? Womp womp. Uh, the alt-left and the press is trying to turn Hawaii into Biden's Katrina, have our fascist of the week, our ray of sunshine, and then we're going to go into the emergency meeting where we're going to be discussing Brianna Joy Gray, the art of smearing Democrats, how a Bernie Sanders surrogate now spends her days trying to get Donald Trump elected. Okay, debate time. Justin, (laughs) this debate was, I watched, listen, I I watched at least, I watched 35 minutes. I think I did a whole total of an hour, right, with I watched 35 minutes of it live. 25 wow! Minutes you minutes.
1: survived that much of it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was grim. It was just appalling. Um, I <laughs> I came up with a guide right while I was doing this, while I was watching the uh, like a, tra- a translator for all the terms that they might be
1: using. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did not need to be kind of deep into the weeds to like follow the uh, the the in speak. The in-group speak.
0: Yeah, so this is what I came up with. Yeah, um, small towns values, which means white people, George <laughs> Soros, Jews, inner-city crime, black people, Hunter Biden. Please stop talking about Donald Trump. Uh, and then Ronald Reagan means I'm white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, was my, this, this, was, this was my translator for the uh, for the event. It was a, a, a total joke. You had
1: your Dakota rig. Say again.
0: You had your Dakota ring. What's
1: a Dakota ring? You don't know what a Dakota ring is? Oh my god, you're so British. What is that? Oh my god. Oh that's right, I forgot. You're like ten years old. You're you're like a fetus. That was like a thing you wore. I mean, this is even before my time. But you had a Dakota ring. It had like the different letters on it, so they would show the code on the screen, and you had to like look at the ring to figure out what the code was. It decoded the um, special code on the screen, and then you could figure out the message. It was a special decoder ring. Decoder, D E C O D. decoder. Oh, decoder. I, was, I decoder. thought you were saying decoder. Dakota. Decoder. Dakota. Nope. Like, decoder ring. Wow, man, you're so <laughs> young.
0: <laughs> 341.
1: Yeah, that's young. Decoder that's rings scary. are from like the 1950s or something.
0: Oh, okay. No, no, no. Jesus, how old are you, Justin?
1: Uh, 50. (laughs) Apparently old enough to know what a Dakota ring is.
0: Okay. But yeah, no, anyway, the the debate was, I mean, there were all the sort of buzzwords there. You had Mike Pence, you know, wistful, harkening back to the Reagan era about, you know, a time when America, and there was all this shit about small towns and, you know, we need to bring small town philosophy to big government and to the inner cities means a black people that mm. <laughs> people uh i thought that my personal feelings were that nikki Haley came and, and chris christie came off as the most sane candidates out of a lot of them the rest of them i i was i really was uh i came away more resolute about ron DeSantis not having a prayer in this election the guy has he has no charisma whatsoever I mean, it's really bad, like really bad. He has a kind of this weird, high-pitched, kind of whiny voice. Um, he looks like a he looks like a bulldog, but he sounds like a uh, you know uh, a eunuch.
1: I know it's weird, right? His voice right? doesn't it's even weird. really match him. Oh my god, did you see the clip? The little the, I mean, it's been gifted already. His smile, that weird slow smile he did.
0: Oh, did he do it during the debate?
1: Yes, like he he gave an answer. And then, like, in the next two or three seconds, he's like, you could see him. You could see him think to himself, oh, yeah, don't forget, smile. And then he Uh. did a smile. And it was like, oh, my God, your human suit is so goddamn broken. Your human suit is just not functioning properly. It was the weirdest, strangest thing. It was like, please stop like you know those movies where like the person who's not human they say smile and then they smile and the person looks at them and says oh god please stop doing that that's ron DeSantis. yeah yeah it's kind of scary it was super creepy it was like serial killers do a better job smiling than you stop
0: yeah i thought chris christie did a good job i'm not saying i'm a christie fan but he's at least he's talking smack about donald trump Nikki Haley did as well. I think that they were quite effective in, but this is again from a sort of a more, I'm obviously like center left perspective and, uh, tethered to reality. So I'm obviously going to be more, I'm going to be pro the reality. Right. Cause I'm going to think that they did better than the crazy ones, like Vivek Ram I mean, this dude is off his rocker.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> whole thing was really schizophrenic. Like they were all talking to different audiences
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite funny to watch them try to placate different audiences and try to walk that incredibly fine line between, um, you know, saying we need to move on from Trump and kissing the ring.
1: Yeah, like right. Vivek, like we were saying, Vivek Ramas. How is how do you pronounce it? Ramaswamy. Is it Ramaswamy?
0: Um, yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't paid too much attention to him. I know the media's got all uh, got in a big tizzy about him, but he's. Uh, yeah, sorry, Ramaswamy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's just gone all in on the tinfoil hat loony conspiracy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 9
0: uh, January 6th, he thinks climate change is a hoax, but this is apparently a
1: serious con- contender for president. Right. And this is, but there's, there's a constituency for that, which is bizarre. But it was the strangest thing. Just watching this guy rise in the ranks of, of the, of the, um, uh, the GOP uh, debate and the overall, you know, just trying to take down Trump. He's never going to take down Trump, but he's definitely applying for a position in the Trump White House. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's just the strangest thing watching this guy go all in on crazy and still be taken seriously. I mean, honestly, nine eleven conspiracy stuff. It's like, dude, are you serious? It's 2023. What are you doing? But. There's a constituency for it, right? Right, and I, I think he knows his audience. You know, he knows. I,
0: I, I, I thought he did the worst, but I think in Maga world, he probably did the best. Right,
1: right? and because that's a problem.
0: Yeah, but I still don't. It's not enough. It's not enough. He's not polling it like the poll numbers are clear. Right, this guy would have to to beat Ron. DeSat- Donald Trump is on sixty one percent, sixty two percent favorability. So here's twenty. This is a YouGov poll. Uh, from a week ago, twenty twenty four Republican nomination. Who would you vote for for today? Sixty two percent said Trump. Sixteen percent said DeSantis. That's second. Then Ramaswamy is at seven percent. Seven. He's not even hard, He's not even polling at half of what DeSantis is polling at. And DeSantis is not polling at a. He's polling at a quarter of what Trump is polling at. <laughs> it's. It's hopeless. It's hopeless. Yeah, I mean, he's auditioning for a role somewhere in the new Trump administration. That's that's my guess. He's a bored billionaire, and he came across to me. He came across as a complete and utter dickhead. That would oh be yeah, my, no, uh, he's
1: definitely yeah. he's definitely just a dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, not likable at all. And it was kind of funny. And he it was kind of funny to watch the others belittle him. Like I did, I did enjoy that because he's such a sort of a. Um, swarmy little git is what we call them in England. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was. there um, yeah, it was bad. The whole debate was bad. Just, just um, they were. I watching them flounder around the, the abortion. Uh, the abortion question was particularly funny because they've all they know that how this is complete politically toxic that they cannot win an election. Uh, by banning abortion when we're having a nationwide abortion ban so they all tried to come up with these different ways of saying i'm as pro-life as you can possibly be but i don't want a federal ban on abortion <laughs> right it was it was pretty funny to watch them scramble over this and try to figure out what to say
1: you know who uh, I, I felt yeah, bad for i felt bad who, for nikki Haley because she tried to be for the most you know for for chunks of it The most reasonable one, and she spoke some really uncomfortable truths to Republicans. And you know, I I get it; I know what she's trying to do, but it's not going to work. They don't care. No, they really don't. the The Republican base she has there is no one for her to talk to in the Republican base. They do not want. Never mind; it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman or a woman of color. She could be the whitest of white men. And they, the things she said, they do not want to hear. And the the fact that she was being truthful about it is even worse because they know she's being truthful. They know that she's right. And that made them hate it even more. They don't want to hear what she has to say. They honestly don't. So it's like, good luck. You know, you're never going to be able to pull your party back. It's gone. It, that party is gone. Ten I years you able to I do feel, that, but now gone.
0: Yeah, and I feel sorry for Nikki Haley to a degree, but I. But you know, she was in the Trump administration. She was a Trump supporter. She voted for Trump twice. Didn't vote to impeach him. Didn't support impeachment on either occasions. You know, the, I wrote that was my piece this week. Was that not, Don't forget what any of these grifters did they all of them lined up behind trump even chris christie chris christie voted for trump twice he even voted tried for to trump kill him twice even after trump tried to kill him right the guy yeah i give C- C- uh, christie credit for coming out swinging against trump now but it doesn't matter right the guy voted for trump twice you voting for him once should disqualify you from office Like just once,
1: they made their bed and now they get the lie in it. So fuck them.
0: Yeah, but it was a completely pointless debate. Uh, There was no point. The point, Trump, like Trump, Trump went to did did the smart thing and went on to um, what's his Goebbels uh, Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) this is. I'm gonna play. I want to hit. This is the this is the trailer, right? This is the promo trailer for Tucker's interview with with Donald Trump that took place at the same time as the GOP debate, right? Uh, here we go. I'm going to play this. Buckle up, everyone.
2: Why are you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that. When you say there are people on stage who shouldn't be running for president, what do you mean? Whatever happened to Mike Pence? He's out there attacking you. What is that? Do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? Do you think we're moving towards civil war? Good to have you at Bidman, very nice. I love it. You're saying they stole. Oh, well, they're try. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> Mitch McConnell is trying to get senators to... Look at Joe Biden. So he's the worst president in the history yeah. of our country. I don't think he's going to make it to the gate. You never know. It started with protests against you, and then it moved to impeachment twice, right? and now indictment. Are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try to kill you, honestly? They're... Savage animals, they are people that are sick. So do you think it's possible that there's open conflict? I can say this, there's a level of passion that I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen. And that's probably the domination. We're doing this interview, but we'll get bigger ratings using this crazy forum that you're using than probably the debate.
0: How exciting.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, so I gotta say right out, right, right, right out of gate here. There's passion like I've never seen before. Actually, there really isn't. And I, I, talked about that in my article this week, and Rachel Maddow talked about it on Monday. Trump called for riots and protests twice when he got arrested, and no one showed up. There was a couple of dozen people, maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred. And nothing happened. And then he stopped calling for them. He didn't call for them the, second, the third and fourth time he got arrested. Like, he's kind, he kind of made some noise that he wants them to show up for his next arrest. Ain't nobody showing up for his next arrest. It's just not happening because nobody wants to go to jail for Donald Trump anymore. Right. Like, they're, they're done with that. I mean, I I wrote the whole thing about this, but, you know, I'm not going to get into the details and blah, 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 but that whole they have so much passion, you're going to see violence like you've never seen before. No, that didn't happen, and it's not going to happen. Maybe, maybe if he gets convicted, you might see something, and you'll see, like, scattered bits and pieces of violence here and there, right? You're going to see some people go over the deep end and go off and do I, I hate using lone wolf because it makes it sound like they're just like these random people, and we have no idea how this happened. We know how it's happening. We know why it's happening because Donald Trump is pulling the trigger on them. But there's no organized violence going on here anymore. That that, that's, that seems to be well, good and done. You know, his whole thing about you know, oh, we don't know, man. There might be civil war. No, there's not. There's not going to be open conflict. There's not going to be no civil war. They're done with this. They're scared shitless. Because things are happening to people who do this stuff now where they they didn't used to be the case. So Mm -hmm. no, no one's coming up. No one's showing up to save Donald Trump and rescue him from uh, being arrested again. So that's just dreams and delusion on his part. Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson wants a civil war, but he ain't going to get one. So.
0: Yeah I mean look and, and he talks about passion right? his favorability numbers are at 39.7% that's for project Fi- that's for uh, 538 unfavorable opinion of him is at 56.2 right like he's and it's going it's not get it's not climbing it. it's not going anywhere it's going down
1: right. right i'm sure his voters are excited to vote for him again right because yeah. you know his cult loves him but yeah. they're excited to vote for him not go out mm. in the streets and get shot for him.
0: Right. Right. There's
1: a big difference there.
0: So this this massive excitement for Donald Trump I think it's not I don't think it's going to materialize. But look, again, I don't want to get into that prediction game of 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 whether he will or won't win um the election because I don't think he can personally, but I obviously I've been wrong before, so I'm not I'm not going to uh I'm not going to uh, uh, put any put my credibility on the line here again. In I feel like 2016 was a big. I'm still a bit sore over that one. <laughs> I was absolutely certain that Hillary Clinton was going to win, but any, anyway. So look, this this is. I thought it was smart for him to go on Tucker Carlson and to do this counter program because Tucker Carlson is, you know, this guy is Mister White nationalist, highly skilled media manipulator and his job was to create a propaganda reel for Donald Trump, was to basically guide him through difficult issues, give him, spoon-feed him answers, uh, and leave the public with the impression that Trump was actually, he's okay, he knows what's going on, he's not in, he's not completely deranged. That's what Tucker Carlson's job is. He's a Trump translator, right? He His job is to make fascism and white nationalism palatable to the American public. Right. Right. So, and that's what he did. Uh, so Trump was right to go on his show, and it's not going to make any difference to the poll numbers for the other guys. It's going to, you know, Trump has got so much wiggle room here. He will have to die to lose this election, to lose the primary. That's my opinion. But I thought that was smart of him. Um, you know, who looks? things have happened. Perhaps Ron DeSantis will surge, and the GOP donors will get sick of Trump and say, right, we're backing DeSantis. But I don't think it matters. Trump has the mob. Trump has the, the racist hordes of um, Maga land and they're not going anywhere. So I just don't see how it gets pulled back. I don't see how any of these jokers will do anything. So like, I wonder how many of these opponents, how many of the GOP field, how many of them do you think will um, line up behind Trump in
1: 2024? Um, I feel most of them, I think Chris Christie won't, but I think the rest of them will. Especially. Uh, I think you've got more faith.
0: you you got more faith than I do. I think Chris Christie's gonna line up like the rest of them. You think so? Yeah, he's already done it twice. He's already done it twice. You know, like this is uh Chris Christie is I think he will. I think he faces it being totally irrelevant in the Republican Party going forward. Or you know, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he's grown a spine. My guess is he hasn't. I mean when has Chris Christie ever shown the spine?
1: Yeah, he was supposed to spend most of this debate going after Trump, and he kind of didn't. Didn't well, the Fox News. I think the the format of the debate. They said, right, we're going to talk about Trump.
0: They did it for like ten minutes and then moved on.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. So there
0: was like, yeah, there wasn't much. Because there's, there's no appetite for it. There's no appetite for attacking Donald Trump in Fox News, Maga world. Is it's just not there. What's his? Yeah, the 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 moderators knew it. The contestants knew it. Chris Christie wants to talk about it but he doesn't like you know, I think he understands how politically toxic it is for him.
2: <sighs> so, <What>? yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that was a good hour or so of my life wasted going through all that stuff, all that nonsense, and having to watch Tucker Carlson clips, which is terrible. Uh
1: you should know how it, by the way, that um uh that Chris Christie and um Nikki Haley seems to have uh, hit a nerve with Glenn Greenwald. He's very upset with them.
0: <laughs> oh, why is Glenn Greenwald upset? Oh, please, well, please do he, tell me. He, I don't really pay any attention to old poor little Glenn anymore. Well,
1: he's he's complaining about how much money they made in government and blah blah blah. He doesn't t- he doesn't want to talk about Trump and how much money he made, but he has things to say about Chris Christie and uh, you know ha- how um, oh and Mike Pence and how much money they've made. So basically, anyone who attacks Trump. Glenn Greenwald has things to say, but Glenn Greenwald does not support Trump. Never, never say that. He's just anti anti Trump.
0: Yeah, he's anti anybody who's anti Trump.
1: Right. So you know, <laughs> hmm. what, one wonders how that works.
0: Right, 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 right. God, he's
1: such a he's such a douchebag.
0: He really is. I don't pay any attention to. Isn't he? He's mostly on Fumble. Blocked me on Twitter, so I can't speak to him. I can't engage with him. Although that one time where he unblocked. <laughs> My claim to fame on Twitter is that, um, I have a few claims to fame, I would say, but one of them was when Glenn Greenwald unblocked me to insult me on a Matt Taibbi thread and then blocked me again.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I swear to God, in, 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 this, in the Twitter thread where he's complaining about Nikki Haley and Pence and uh Chris Christie, I swear to God, he still manages to squeeze in something about Hillary Clinton,
0: of course. The he just had to
1: push that button too. because
0: Establishment.
1: Of course he did. Yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, on the Chuck Carlson interview, Trump was very, um, you know, he's doing his best to ferment civil war. That was, of course. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, he said, I can say this. There's a level of passion I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen. And that's probably a bad combination. What he means is that it's a good combination. Uh, he's saying that you know he's concerned that the left is going to try and kill him, uh, impeach, indict, and then maybe try to kill him. Calling them animals, people that are sick, really sick,
1: savage uh, animals. We're not just animals; we're savage
0: animals. animals yeah. It's like this uh, Jack Smith, who this guy. What what does he keep calling him? Deranged.
1: Deranged.
0: Deranged. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, there you go. <laughs> it's
1: like okay, good luck. Right. With
0: that. Well, look. Uh, we have on on a on a jollier note. Uh, Yevgeny Prigoschin fell out. of... His <laughs> plane
1: fell out of the sky. It's, it's, this was the least surprising... Too close to a window and fell out. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> fell out. Yeah, this isn't the least surprising news ever. I can't uh, okay, believe he so... got
1: on a plane. It's like, are yeah. you kidding me? Are you stupid?
0: Yeah, yeah. This is this is <laughs> this was um. The jet carrier, this is from the AP, the jet carrying the founder of the Wagner military company and six other passengers crashed on Wednesday soon after taking off from Moscow with a crew of three, according to Russia's Civil Aviation Authority. Rescuers found 10 bodies and the Russian media cited anonymous sources in Wagner who said Prigozhin was dead, but there has been no official confirmation. Um, Earlier on in a report, it said a preliminary U.S. intelligence assessment concluded that the plane crash, presumed to have killed Russian mercenary leader Evgeny Progozhin, was intentionally caused by an explosion. As Russian President Vladimir Putin on Thursday eulogized the man who staged the biggest challenge to his 23 year rule. One of the U.S. and Western officials who described the initial assessment said it determined that Progozhin was, quote, very likely targeted, and that the explosion falls in line with Putin's quote, long history of trying to silence his critics. <laughs>
1: The fact that this man got on an airplane without wearing a parachute that he personally packed himself shows he's probably not the smartest man on the planet.
0: Why would you get on an airplane in Russia from Moscow, like after trying to his his um, what was it? I, would you call it an uprising? It wasn't really anything. Well, it, it, was March, pseudo, then... it was a pseudo. It was
1: a pseudo. It was a pseudo coup d'état. Yeah. It was not quite a coup d'etat. It was a almost coup d'etat.
0: Yeah, I mean I get it's a lesson for everybody else. If you're gonna that saying if you're gonna take a shot at the king, you've gotta make sure you don't miss.
1: Yep. And he's not gonna get
0: another one. Yeah, you're not gonna get another one. And he, he missed. He missed and then uh I think I don't think anybody um would have predicted that this guy was gonna see it through to twenty
1: twenty four. Uh you know what? More power to him. Now, the thing that I've read online is, and I'm hoping it's true, is that he had himself a little insurance package. Because, you know, you got to think this guy's been around Putin for years and years and years and years years, that he's got lots and lots of ugly information that is just going to get dead drop release. And I hope that's true. Please let that be true. It's like, oh, if I died. Oh, well, all that information gets released. Have fun with that, because that would be delightful.
0: That would be... Yeah, that would be. But listen, the, the alt-right are already at it. This is on Twitter. This is Danny Haifong, who's a geopolitical analyst at some YouTube channel, but he's followed by everybody on the alt-right.
1: Um, well, that, that tells you how much fun he is. Yeah, yeah.
0: He, he's got he's got a position at the Black Agenda Report, so he's, he, his whole thing is to... Uh, Comment on the "quote unquote" black agenda. So, anyway, this is what he's been saying on Twitter. He said Prigozhin wasn't killed by Putin. There was no need to do any such thing. Neocons are just playing Putin bad to distract from their own failures in Ukraine and beyond. Don't fall for it. Uh, this is so. Michael so the Tracy. plane
1: just accidentally crashed with that particular person. Yeah, yeah okay, and even true.
0: even this was too much for even Michael Tracy. Michael Tracy said, "How do you know with such factual certitude? Where's your evidence? Please be specific."
1: Wow. Wow, when Michael yeah. Tracy's questioning, then you know it's like, oh, come on, man, really? This yeah. is super obvious.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy's a real hoot, but he's followed by by everybody on the alt right. So, what do you know? The old, alt- the alt right is blaming the death of Pragojan on the Democrats or the neocons, <laughs> the Shocking. establishment. Shocking. Hilarious. Um. All I'm right. Surprise!
1: Surprise! Hillary didn't personally murder him.
0: Right. Of course. Yeah. Hillary killed Pragojan. <laughs> so, let's move on. We have the alt-left and the alt-right and the press is trying to turn Hawaii into Biden's Katrina. This Good is God.
1: This has been nauseating. Incredibly predictable.
0: Incredibly predictable. Like, who would have thought that this was... They Because they have to, right? There's this massive attempt to make Biden look incompetent, even though everybody in Maui has been saying how helpful the federal government has been and that uh, Biden has called up the mayor of maui um he's visiting there now uh
1: like this yeah is that being... di- that really pissed me off right they were they were jumping up and down that he didn't do anything right he was taking so long and it's like you you know he can't just go there right they're still doing search and rescue when yeah. the president shows up a distraction. everything everything comes to a halt because the president's there He's in the way when he shows up, he literally can't do that. What's wrong with you? Who did that? Bush did that. Bush did that. He showed up with Katrina and got in the way just by being there right well,
0: so- yeah, listen, we're gonna listen to a quick reaction from a from a, someone actually on you know who's in Maui. Here we are. I
2: just wanted to say how he was so present with so many, one after one, like he spoke with hundreds of people and hugged them and kissed their cheek and heard what we all had to say. And there were really, since this happened, there haven't been that many smiles in one place on this island. And it was profoundly touching.
0: Terrible president.
1: I know he's awful. No one's ever said that about Donald Trump
0: but yeah this is i mean it, it was they've been really going after him okay this is what this is uh the five okay, okay this is where jessica tarpa debunks everything on the five
2: there have been so many craven lies told about the timeline of the response on this jessica said his first comments were no comment which is categorically untrue so that was on august 13th the wildfires on August 10th, that's when a major disaster declaration occurred. We got the call, the request from Hawaii to do that. It took just 63 minutes to sign that. He signed a piece then, of paper. I'm talking about Just sure. wait for it. And then later that day, he was in Utah. And he opened up by commenting on what was going on in Hawaii and how devastating it was. Listen to what the governor of Hawaii, Josh Green, said. Within six hours, the administration met our needs with federal movement. I don't think that's ever happened before. The Maui County mayor, I wanted to say our response to the president has been, he called me. I asked for the help that we needed. And within two hours, one of his cabinet members called me to answer my question. We've been getting all the help that we need. That's the Maui the, mayor. Just just pointing that out. Right. And you don't think at a time when there are hundreds of people dead and there's another thousand people that are missing that the Maui mayor wouldn't have said, Joe Biden is lying to you when he says that they Oh, can. you gotta be nice. You gotta good. be nice. You have to be nice because you're hoping for but something. That, but, that You're uh, hoping for all the things that he got. The FEMA aid came in. I, I saw Republicans criticize him. Why do you only give them seven hundred dollars? That's the FEMA limit. This thing about the ground, the hot ground, he was talking to a dog whose yeah. paws are on the ground. It's not like he's oh, saying what to a man. guy talking about talking about talking so to what? a Does dog. Are, are you kidding me? This is you a guy day. who good.
0: They're really clutching at straws here.
1: Oh yeah, not definitely for, for sure, absolutely sure. And it's been just as bad uh, on the alt left, right? Bri- Brianna Joy Gray, who we're going to talk about in the emergency meeting, right? This is from August eighteenth. This is post left watch. She repeat, uh Brianna Joy Gray repeats the lie that people in Maui are only getting seven hundred dollars compared to twenty four billion for Ukraine. She highlights quote unquote bipartisan opposition to Biden on this, showing posts from Rob Snyder on the, on the right and Tara Reid on the left. This is the same Tara Reid who defected to Russia and renounced her American citizenship because she's on the left. It's unbelievable. And they've been put, she's, she's repeated this over and over and over. The $700 thing, the right's been jumping up and down about the $700 thing. It's like, no, 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 no. Those people have gotten tens of millions of dollars. The $700 thing was what FEMA was allowed to give to individual households right out of the gate, right? And then there was all the other stuff that they were allowed to give, but that $700 was like for a very specific thing and then there was all this other money that you can give for other programs and blah blah blah, but they just lied and said it was only the seven hundred dollars, and it's nauseating that they're doing it because they know they're lying because even after they know that oh yeah, no, they've given like you know twenty million dollars mind you as terrible this is as this whole thing has been. This has not been a huge number of people. Well, I mean, thank God, right? It's not. it this wasn't like an earthquake that wiped out a city of, you know, five hundred thousand people. This has been a very relatively small number that got affected by this, which is I mean it's terrible for them, but it's good in an overall sense. It's like, oh thank God it was this isolated relatively speaking, again. But They've given millions of dollars to get these people into some kind of house, right? They were in hotels, and then they got them out of the hotels into temporary housing, and, and they're, they're you know going bit by bit, and they're, they're helping to replace their – not replace their homes, but they're going to replace their homes, right? They haven't done it yet. But the $700 thing is just – no, that's just this one small program of all the other money that they're getting, and they just keep lying about it. Because it sounds good or it sounds bad, right? Not good. It sounds bad. It's a good talking point for them. And she's just awful about it. And so are the rest of them because that's all their job is to lie and try to make and try to make this into Joe Biden's Kachina. She literally said this. She said it out loud. This is Joe Biden's Kachina. It's like, no, no, it's not. It really, really isn't. It's yeah. not Joe Biden Katrina in the slightest and it's disgusting that she's trying to use. She's trying to use these pe- this people's tragedy. Hundreds of people are dead and missing and she's using this as a political attack.
0: Well, we're going to be talking more about her in the members only in the emergency meeting because there's something a bit more at play there as well. Uh, there's a, little, a lot more that she's doing and we're going to go into that in a bit. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, but the Biden administration has been exemplary over this. I mean they've been incredibly good. Um so yeah, been he's swarming
1: he's, it. It's like yeah, what, not, what more do you want?
0: <laughs> yeah, not put a foot wrong. Not put a foot wrong. So anyway, listen, we have our fascists of the week. Justin, oh, who, your your pick this week.
1: All right. So we, we have a delightful person named uh Stu Peters. Um Stu Peters is uh, he's just a piece of trash, um white nationalist. And um he's got himself um The Stu Peters show that he does nightly. Uh, This is from Right Wing uh, Watch. On Wednesday, far-right Arizona State Senator um, Wendy Rogers, who's a piece of trash by herself, appeared on Peter's program where she discussed her good friend Carrie Lake's never-ending effort to overturn her loss in the 2022 uh, 2022 gubernatorial election to current Governor Katie Hobbs. now, they're, they're still throwing a temper tantrum, blah, blah, blah. They want Katie Hobbs to be removed. They want Lake installed. And then they, you know, they, they want Hobbs arrested and more people taken care of, blah. So now, speaking of enemy combatants, that's what these people are, Peter said. They have taken over a country. They have affected a Marxist coup d'etat. These are the real insurrectionists who have committed sedition. The judiciary has failed us. The legal process has failed us. The voting process has failed us, Peter continued. So I think that right now what Americans need to be exploring is our extra legal options. So, which means he wants more options. insurrection and political assassinations because he's a yep. fucking fascist. <laughs> God. God. Of, and they're and so this, open about it; they're just, they just don't even bother hiding it at this point.
0: The, the problem I don't want to go on too much about this, right? But the the problem that we're having now is that the arguments from these people are it's so insidious, it's so dangerous, just because it's like like you always say, right? Every every accusation is a confession. What what they they are accusing the Democrats of doing this right of being fascists of being like you know Joe Biden is weaponizing the DOJ he's X Y and Z this is he's a danger to democracy and this stuff is then what this does is it paves the way for them to do the what they're accusing other people of doing
1: right it's like it's already being done so we just have to do it to defend ourselves
0: yeah 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 this is this is how these information wars that we're in right these kind of reality wars that we're in where we're trying to we've got this alt reality um that has to be combated right because this alt reality exists in its own it is an alternative reality and they are trying to um usurp real reality with this with this crazed world where up up is down left is right etc etc so you have to constantly just say like okay you what you're saying is, is you're lying, and you can't embay, engage in debate with the stuff. You can't. I, I think that's the only way to do this, right? Is to not engage in debate with these. Losers.
1: No, you just because have to say, dude, You're lying, and shut up.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like Vivek Ramaswamy. You no, know, this is a, the media's all. Bill Maher had Vivek Ramaswamy on his show. It's like, why are you getting this dude on your show? This guy is a liar, a conspiracy theorist. He's a joker. He's not tethered to reality. Why bother having him on the show? It just what not so people like. Anyway,
1: well, I'm worried about amazing. him because he's yes. very telegenic and they, the the camera the camera loves him, which means they're just going to keep giving him all the airtime he wants, yes. which is extremely annoying. Yes, yes, exactly.
0: I do not talk too much about that, but let's anyway let's get to our uh, our ray of sunshine. Um, <laughs> Justin, you've been giddy over this. This has been absolute you. you, the, <laughs> Project Veritas is dead. Oh, is dead.
1: so Do you sad. Want to give us a little bit of background on Project Veritas? All right.
0: So our, Project Veritas. Good friend of the podcast. Good friend of the podcast, James O'Keefe.
1: Yeah. So uh, Project Veritas is actually one of the very first things I ever paid attention to in politics. Like way, way back in like the, the billion years ago. <laughs> What's that? The 1920s, no, uh, apparently. Um, <laughs> so I say, wait, when when was that first one? When was the um, the the pimp sting? What, oh, year that was, was that? like
0: 2009 or something? Was that during the Obama era?
1: Man, hold on a second. What damn, I forgot to write the, right, the takedown. What year? Let's see. Uh, 2010. Wow, yeah, they so, go. So, yeah, that was 2000. That was 2010. Fake pimp from Acorn, or don't wait, might have been even earlier. Jesus. So, okay, so basically, it was like a billion years ago, um, and they Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, and um, Hannah Giles uh, dressed up as a pimp and a prostitute. Um, now, they didn't actually go into the office dressed like that; they just made you think they did. And they did a sting video where they, then of course, we all know that's what he does now, right? They, they, they did video of a place called, um, uh, not a company. But an organization called Acorn, and then they just deeply edited it to make yeah. it sound like they were helping a pimp um, do human trafficking. Um, now It was all a lie, uh, but it got Acorn shut down. Now Acorn existed to help a lot of poor people. It helped a lot of people register to vote, and that was the real problem, right? It helped a yeah. lot of... Uh, minorities to to specifically black people, but it helped a lot of them register to vote and Republicans hated that. So they produced this fake video and ACORN got their government funding pulled all over across the country and ACORN went out of business. They got shut down. And then of course we all found out that the videos were all fake, but the damage was done. Um, done Yeah. They got away with this like two or three more times um, and then everyone tumbled to the fact that every single video they put out was bullshit. Um, and then after that, Project Veritas was swimming in money run by James O'Keefe, who turned out to be quite the piece of garbage. Um, and he went on to do all sorts of like really shady um you know, rat fucking type stuff. Some of it worked. Most of it didn't. He got arrested a couple of times because he got caught doing very illegal things. But he kept getting away with it because when you're a white Republican doing shady stuff for politics, you don't get really get in trouble for it. Um, right. But he kept getting away with it. He kept getting away with it. But what he didn't get away with was the stuff that he was doing at Project Veritas in his own, I, I don't know, I guess organization. He was. Uh, let's see. Back in February, uh, O'Keefe was accused of spending quote, an excessive amount of donor funds in the last three years on personal luxuries. Unquote. And he got fired. <laughs> Who would have thunk, thunk it? I know, right? He, he, was, uh, he was paying himself rather lavishly and it still wasn't enough because these people... I, I don't understand it. If you're, if you're doing this work and you're making a ton of money doing it, why are you getting greedy? You have your whole life in front of you as as a a right wing grifter, right? And you're you're doing the work. You're gonna be making a ton of money for decades doing this. Why are you being greedy about it? He was already paying himself like half a million dollars a year or some crazy number like that. But still, even then, still he still had to like start, you know, spending money on other things. Like I know at one point he had this entire um, uh, v- uh, not movie studio, but essentially movie studio for one of his friends. They were making musicals, and it was just like, what are you doing? But it was all personal stuff, and money was disappearing, and then now there's this whole investigation into James O'Keefe, where a lot of money disappeared, and a lot <laughs> of fraud went on. Right? So they removed him. Yeah, they removed him a while ago, and now there's all sorts of recriminations, and Hannah Giles, the woman who played the prostitute in the original video, she got appointed the CEO, and as of last Thursday or Wednesday, she fired pretty much everybody who works there. They're all gone. She fired the entire staff except for a couple of people, and she was too much of a goddamn coward to actually... the, The staff was fired by Zoom, and she was too much of a goddamn coward to do it herself. Hilarious. So... Acorn is toast. That's the end of Acorn. Boo hoo.
0: Boo hoo. How sad, Justin? How sad? Yeah. How well, sad? This is, this is great news. Yeah. He really is a. It was one of the most sort of what they did to Acorn was was just so terrible. Yeah. It was these it were, was such these were a,
2: t- toxic
1: yeah, people.
0: Very very. It was just a sort of a real brutal example of what you can do to the poor and vulnerable um if you're mean enough you really can fight them but right? you yep. can you know what i mean you can ruin their lives you can ruin these people doing these you know, actually good work um and destroy their lives with a hoax it's terrible so yeah uh i'd like to say uh i i wish him well in his next endeavor but i don't
1: i'm really really hoping his ass, because there there's criminal investigations. This isn't just civil lawsuits, there's criminal investigations. I am really hoping his ass ends up in jail. I don't even care if it's just for one year. I mm. want him to go to jail because consequences.
0: Consequences, exactly. He's All a right, terrible well, look, person. Let's go. We're gonna now head into the meeting. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please join us in the emergency meeting. Uh, You can get a banter membership and listen to it. You can get 50% off a banter membership because you access to the emergency meeting podcast. This is how we pay our bills. This is how we stay online. This is how we keep producing the content and all the articles we produce each week is by your support of the banter. Again, we are 100%, 100% reader funded. That means you make the banter what it is. Uh, We really appreciate it. We obviously, our members are fantastic Um want to shout out, thank you so much for continuing to support the show and to continue to support the newsletter. And uh, anyway, so join us in the Emergency Meeting Podcast, where we're going to be talking about Brianna Joy Gray, the art of smearing Democrats, and how a Bernie Sanders surrogate now spends her days trying to get Donald Trump elected.
1: See you next week.